Well, obviously, you know, I think the biggest, hugest shift that we saw in 2020 was um, the the human behavior change of of the remote, you know, being remote, remote workforce, remote living, the digital, um, the new digital lifestyle. We're shifting to shopping more locally um, because, you know, we're not traveling like we used to. Um, we have new things like on demand in terms of our fitness, our health and wellness, e you know, doctors, e-pharmacies, um, delivery of everything, you know, and all of our play and entertainment choices have have changed as well. Um, and so I think even people that hadn't embraced the digital are being forced to. Welcome to Market Space, a podcast for everyone who's sick of gimmicky, inauthentic marketing advice. Join me, Rebecca Mead, and my co-host Cheryl Rice for a no-holds-barred, unscripted, opinionated conversation on marketing for small businesses. For this last episode of this very unique year, we'll be sharing our take on a few business marketing trends that dominated, and then break out our crystal ball and divining rods to see what 2021 has in store for us all. If you like what you hear, you can hear more when you subscribe to iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Just search for Market Space Podcast and have each episode delivered directly to your favorite device. And here we go, Market Space Podcast Episode 3, The Year That Was in Marketing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Market Space podcast. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Cheryl. How are you? I am doing well, thanks. Good. Good. Good Thanksgiving? Uh, yes, actually good. I mean, uh, isolated, obviously, you know, and mm. not with the kind of, not with people the way we would all hope to be, yeah. but that's been the story for everybody. So um, yeah. we're going to hopefully get through the, through the holiday season, you know, a little bit more low key, but you know, looking forward to, to better things. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's actually kind of what we're talking about today. We're taking a look back at some of the trends from 2020 and what those are going to mean for us as we try to do some kind of planning for 2021, even though um, I think as we've talked about before, planning has kind of taken on a new meaning because things change for us so fast. But there's definitely things we can be doing um, and we can take some lessons from what we've seen over these last few months, all these crazy changes and things. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think are some of the, the trends that have uh, come to light in, throughout the end of 2020? Well, obviously, you know, I think the biggest, hugest shift that we saw in 2020 was um, the, the human behavior change of, of the remote you know, being remote, remote workforce, remote living, the digital, um, the new digital lifestyle. Um, so, you know, big things like video came into play much heavier than it ever had. Obviously it was gaining momentum and all, but I think that, um, it is, it, it's brought to the forefront. Um, we've had a lot more, um, on the go consumption, you know, through, through cell phones, through, um, uh, apps and and the shift in the way people are using those you know digital obviously is the primary communication source i mean you know nowadays um since we don't have those face-to-faces as much anymore and we're zooming everything um 
but you know, even in a lifestyle, you know, we're, we're, we're shifting to shopping more locally um, because, you know, we're not traveling like we used to. Um, we have new things like on demand in terms of our fitness, our health and wellness, e, you know, doctors, e-pharmacies, um, delivery of everything, you know, meal delivery and everything like that. And all of our play and entertainment choices have, have changed as well. Um, and so I think even people that hadn't embraced the digital are being forced to. Um, and of course, you know, we saw earlier on this year and it's continuing, but the heightened awareness and the participation in social awareness and, um, you know, obviously politics and in the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality and climate change. And it's all coming to a head. And how are we communicating about that? And it's all digital. Um, so, you know, it was a huge shift. And for those who were able to do it, you know, it, it was, it was painful for, for many and, you know, but some were still able to, to, to take it on and really embrace it. And for others who haven't, I think the time is now, you know, to take the time to learn those technologies and, and move more digital. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was just the necessity of it. I think that made for, um, kind of the, the hockey stick rise, you know, the, the really steep rise of, of utilization of all this stuff. It had to happen and it was happening. People were adapting and, you know, even the, you know, the real latecomers were starting to say, well, okay, well, at least I, you know, I have to have a website. I have to have some kind of digital presence. Um, well, I guess I have all these apps on my phone. What do they do? You know, they were sort of, you know, moving toward being more digital. But then back in, in March, when everything just kind of shut down, it forced people out of their comfort zone, maybe to, mm. to you know, it's like, well, I, I literally can't go to the store. I have to figure out how to get things delivered. I have to, you know, so, so I think that's, um, you know, everybody was sort of in the same boat with that. It was, um, it was uncomfortable. Some people were just naturally more adept at that kind of thing, but um, you know, we're, we're all having to, to face it now. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned was the switch to video that has been, Mm. Um, really quick and really uncomfortable for a, a lot of people. I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't think I'm overstating it to say to most people who have small businesses never dreamed that they would be putting up a camera and, and broadcasting their image <laughs> and, and talking to people. But absolutely, yeah. I know that we have to do it. If nothing else, you know, that it's the, the Zoom meetings, the, the fact that that's the only way we can be face to face with people, but um, beyond that, you know, the, the marketing aspect of it, being able to put a camera up and, and um, post a video talking about what you sell or, or demonstrating what you sell, whatever it is. Um, it's, you know, the good part, if there's anything positive to be taken away from this, it has really opened up the marketplace in, in kind of incredible ways. I mean, you can, if you get a good digital presence, if you're able to, to post videos about what you sell, um, you're able to, to reach people in a way that was just, you know, not, you couldn't conceive of years mm -hmm. ago. You could, you could certainly go nationwide, if not worldwide, you know, depending on what you sell. So it's, it's a great thing that came from, you know, a really, 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 really rough time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it, what it helps with is to be more authentic and transparent, 
and people connect with that. I mean, I know I do. I've had some really great experiences with people I may not have ever done business with, but because of the fact that we can't, you know, get together at a conference or we can't do this, we've had these connections and using video as a way to do it. Now I'm not, I, I certainly don't like looking at myself all the time. And I think there is something as to zoom fatigue and everything. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about digital marketing, more of the, the video marketing aspect of it, having, you know, just setting yourself up with a, you know, your iPhone camera or, you know, your, your iPad or tablet um, and having to be real in front of uh, customers where you may have been polished before um, it shifts the dynamic in the relationship very much. Yeah, and, and I think maybe that's the biggest um, sea change with this whole video uh, marketing concept. There was certainly a time, very, very recently, when you uh, your, your video image was uh, something that you protected and you polished. And if you were going to post a video about your products or, or your business or what you do, it would, you, you would hire a video company and that's still a great thing to do. You know, that's still a, a resource that's available to you, but you don't have to do that. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know how many uh, of our listeners might uh, be on TikTok yet, but <laughs> it's time to at least get on it, at least download the app and, and make a, make an account. And then you don't have to start uh, posting right away, but what you are going to see on there are, um, individuals certainly, and and some some brands and some people who who, who are marketing things and selling things, but incredible authenticity. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to see a lot of women who are perfectly comfortable throwing on the camera with no makeup on and just talking talking to you from their kitchen or from from wherever they are in their house from their office, um, doing what they. Uh, you know, just doing their business as, as themselves. And that level of authenticity is, um, it's really cool to see. And it is a change from even, you know, certainly from a year ago, but it's a great tool. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, it's, it's a way to ingratiate a new audience to be seen by new people, but also a great way to really strengthen the relationships with your existing um, you know, your, your existing customers, help them do a tutorial, you know, quickly walk them through how your product works or, um, you know, an idea that you, you know, that you have, and that is part of your service offering. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's human quality production, you know, and there's still, like you said, a real a place for highly produced video. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that will never go away, but these quick little, um, you know, kind of guerrilla like marketing style um, uh, approaches uh, are is what's winning out there. You know, it's what's getting people to, to take that next step or to buy that product. I know I had a, um, I was debating between a couple of different social media management tools and I put the question out to, through their service chat, you know, the little pop-up bot um, as to one of the features. And within about less than an hour. I got a little video back using Loom, which is a great tool if you're on a desktop or, you know, um, and all. And they they went out and walked me through my question. So it got personal attention. It wasn't just a, hey, here's our FAQs or here's our, um, our demo, you know, here, this is exactly what you wanted to know. They walked me through it and that sold it to me. They, you know, because they answered that question for me in a, in a video chat, I got to see the person he, he answered my question. So yeah. I think, you know, when you, when you look at, um, what questions can you answer quickly for your, 
for your customers or uh, potential customers, you know, do it in a video format. Think about how to, um, don't worry about the gloss. Don't worry about the fact of what you really look like. Cause nobody really at the end really cares to, to do that, but they're looking for a solution to their problem. Yeah. And it, it kind of brings to mind the old marketing adage of uh, people wanting to do business uh, with people they know, like, and trust, you know, and I think video, uh, is bringing that back to us at a time when we can't network and, you know, maybe you can't grab a cup of coffee face to face with somebody to get to know, like, and trust them. If you're able to, um, you know, turn on the camera and talk about what you do or give a quick tutorial or a walkthrough of, of whatever it is, or, um, you know, maybe a webinar that mm -hmm. uh, where you can teach if you're in more of a consulting coaching kind of business, um, that is a really quick way to get that no like and trust factor, you know, because you are sitting there maybe not quite so polished and it's not a not a pre-recorded, um, you know, pre-edited fancy type of video. It's just you talking about what you do. And yeah. it, um, I think that and that's what. Yeah. yeah. And what you do and how you do it is what makes you unique and why mm -hmm. people get to know, like, and trust you and buy from you. Um, I think it's super easy too. And it doesn't take a lot of investment. I mean, you know, you can get a tripod that with an adapter that fits to your phone, your tablet. Um, you get one of those little ring lights again for your phone or your tablet. Um, and that's all you need. I mean, I think it's an investment of, I'm going to say maybe $125 at the most, yeah. but think about the payback that you get. Um, you know, and of course those, those help you increase your overall production value. But, um, you know, there's so many good free video editing softwares out there that you can use, just cut off the parts that don't work and put it together and get it out there. Um, again, transparency and authenticity go far, far further than waiting and waiting and waiting for something to be fully produced. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Thinking about, you know, talking like an old person here for a little bit. I started out in TV in the, back in the last century. I was working in television. And to think about what tools like this cost back then. I mean, I was actually working in TV when digital just started being a thing. And we were starting to buy digital equipment and stuff. And it was it was insanely expensive. And, you know, to think what you're capable of doing right now yep. on the phone with with a even a cheap light and do get a light at least light your face if you're going to make a, that'll be that's the one polished thing you can do at least let them see you we do want to see you. if you're going to do a video we do at least want to see you so shine a light on your face but um but beyond that what you're capable of doing on a phone yeah you can even you can edit you can do the whole production of it on yeah. your phone it, you in know. fact i think the apps as they stand now work better on phones than they even do on a desktop computer they're sure. they're just native. They're native apps for video editing that yeah. are so freaking easy. It's amazing. Yep. So, it is. We'll do that. It is. We'll do that. That's our <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, and I think, you know, in addition, obviously, which hand in hand, we talked a little bit about before, which goes with the video is just the true digital transformation that has happened for businesses across industries and across uh, sector types. But looking at, how do you uh, make your business processes, your operations, um, how do you align that with your, your digital marketing? Um, you know, even when you go as deep as, you know, technology and, you know, within the organization and your finance um, functions and accounting and all that, there's much more of a focus on how to um, authentically reach customers via 
you know, social via web, via email, again, via video. Um, but really, how do you take that and simplify it and automate it? Um, there was a big focus on that. And I think we're going to continue seeing that because there's some amazing, amazing tools out there to connect each and every aspect of your business, including those that touch the customer. Um, and I think we'll be you know, just continuously developed and make it much faster, especially for very small companies and, you know, and those folks like us who are independent business owners and deliver services, um, you know, how to, how to automate so that you spend more time actually doing the business that you like uh, with the customers that you want to work with. Um, again, we, you know, we, you talked, touched on earlier about, you know, for those folks who were hesitant to get online, um, you know, they didn't have a choice anymore. It was, um, you know, jumping with both feet into the deep end. They, they just really had to do it. Um, and there was a huge shift to online learning platforms, you know, especially for service-based businesses, people again, like you and I who offer, um, you know, hands-on service and, and all, how do we, um, provide that in an almost automated and deliverable way when we're not in front of people, you know, and to help us uh, create courses that can help us even out that, that cash flow and the earnings when there are other sections of our business that may be uh, compromised because of what, everything that's going on and people's uh, buying habits have changed. Um, but, you know, the, the other side of that is these, the in-person conferences. They've obviously are not happening like they did. Um, they've gone to, uh, you know, these new highly sophisticated softwares that you, you know, that you can um, use for online experiences. You can even do trade shows now all digitally where you actually have a footprint in the digital world. It's almost, it reminds me a little bit of, um, uh, some gamification style things, you know, where it's almost virtual reality, like, um, but they're, they're really sophisticated. And what they've done is by going online, I think you've again, opened up bigger audience opportunities for you, people who may not have been able to travel to you before, where the cost may be prohibitive, um, audience that you may never have even imagined working with. Yeah. And it, it can be a little bit overwhelming, the amount of uh, software, you know, solutions that are, that are available out there. But remember, just like you are shifting what you do online, those businesses have done that as well. So there's help. There's help available. If you see something that you think will, will build your business and will allow you to then get online and, and reach new audiences in a new way, um, seek out the assistance with the software as well. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of, of consultants that will do that to, to, you know, to assist you, or even if it's something that you're, you're buying or, or you can, you can bet that they would have somebody to help you to it. Cause it's, it is overwhelming. I mean, mm -hmm. some of, some of the, the things that are available and what they can do, but the help is out there. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of companies have also gone, you know, where they've gone to a virtual, uh, conference or meeting experience, but have added almost like a VIP where they get a little extra something special. So they're, they're trying to integrate both the in-person and the digital experience into one. So one that I participated in was a, um, it was a marketing conference that I go to every year, but of course this year we couldn't. So, uh, they had a little special VIP evening where, um, we got wine delivered to us, you know, so we got this little package in the mail. There was a bottle of wine and some snacks to eat alongside while we're having this kind of 
virtual cocktail hour um, and doing a little virtual networking. And that was really fun um, and unique and different, you know, so we got to have a physical experience, but also the digital. Um, And I think, you know, going into 2021, every industry, regardless of how you interact with your customers, every business is going to need to be accessible online in some format. Um, And a lot of consideration should be made as to how do you make your customer experience better? How do you, because that makes you stand out across the board. How do you make it easier for customers to get in contact with you, get the information that they need? And then how do you automate that from your standpoint so that you can spend more time being responsive and not having to worry about the actual running of everything, you know? Um, So I think that's going to be. Yeah, those points that you're you're making there, I think, are are really key for people to keep in mind as they get that marketing plan in place, as they think about what their strategy is going to be going into 2021. I mean, I think you know when we think back to the beginning of of 2020, um, I was feeling very positive. This uh, you know my business outreach strategies was actually just launching at the beginning of 2020. I know you had some some great things in mind. That, you know, we sure did. We sure did. And um, and then it all went to hell in a handbasket. So what do you do? <laughs> I mean you know we've we've learned the lessons. We we've come we've come through this. Um, so now that we are, are in place to plan for 2021, and you do have to plan, mm-hmm. and you do have to have a strategy that you that you stick to, and uh, measurable you know metrics that you can um, uh, that, that that you can keep in mind and reach and strive toward. But you know how do you how do you go about planning for mm-hmm. for, a, for this great unknown? It ain't easy. I'm going to lay it out there like that. But I think, you know, we have now we are in December, uh, everything really started in March for us. So we're looking at almost three solid quarters of data that's available on business performance. So um, when you look back, what does that data tell you? You know, how how have people shifted their buying uh, cycles, their buying habits? How have um, you adjusted and shifted to meet these new changes? Uh, What has worked? Are people looking for something different from you, something new, Um, you know, and how has it shifted from when we were kind of in that triage stage of the pandemic, like March, April, May, uh, to now where we're, where we may go back into a slight triage again, depending on how the um, virus is progressing and whether states are going to shut down again. But I think that we're also, we're seeing that we're able to not be as knee-jerk reactionary uh, and and kind of ride the waves a little bit easier. Um, but I really think that if we're looking at 2021, you look back to those kind of three quarters of the data that you have, um, and it's time to really get unstuck. You just have to in order to survive. You can't, it's, it, it can't be an excuse any longer. Yeah, I think, um, and you've said this before, um, just because um, these all these market factors have shifted, that doesn't innately change what your business is, what your broader mission is, what your 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 strategy is for going to market. I think um, sticking to the things that have made your 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 business strong is is important while you still have to shift the tactics. You know, keeping keeping your eye on the strategy is, I think. Um, 
is an important thing as, as you plan. And I think we've realized that you probably can't plan long-term. Um, yeah. you know, long-term set in stone marketing calendar is probably not uh, not in the cards for a while. But you can look at maybe a quarterly plan. You know, take some of these yeah. lessons that you've learned, keep your overarching strategy in mind, and then you know maybe incorporate some of these um, you know some of these new digital strategies in a way that you, you didn't think you would be doing. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I've seen a few companies, a couple of my clients wanted to kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater saying, ah, 2020 sucked, (laughs) you know, and it did. (laughs) Um, But instead of taking what we can learn from it, you know, like you said, and shifting our planning cycles to a a shorter, probably quarterly at most, maybe even, you know, month to month. um, but you have to stay true to your strategy. The strategy shouldn't change. Your goals need to remain what they are. Um, and you need to remain disciplined in the work, even though, you know, it can seem like you're slogging through it at times and, and, and it just isn't moving the needle like you wanted to. Um, it's important to stay true to that. And like you said, adjust those tactics to, to meet the needs and the shifts in the market. Um, you know, I would say that, you know, looking at the first probably half of 2021, you know, you probably want to be a bit conservative in your approach, especially with your goals, um, knowing that, you know, we, you have to make it through the holidays. We don't know what's really happening um, with with the infection rates and what the states are going to do. But, um, you know, be, I hate to say this because I'm not very conservative in things, but be conservative for about 80%. Follow the 80-20 rule, right? 20, 80% conservativeness take some calculated risks for that rest of the 20% and see what pays off. But because those can be good indicators of what you can get away with down the road, you know, and, and what opportunities you really have um, when you kind of go outside of that, that conservative comfort zone. Yeah. I think that's, um, <laughs> that's wise advice. I, I know that uh, a lot of businesses are not going to be in a place to do a whole lot of investment, um, but I think if they do some of the things that we've talked about today and really take, really take a look at some of these tools that are available to them that might not um, require a lot of, of monetary investment, but they might require a little bit of time investment to, to get, get the hang up. But I think the rewards are, are still there um, if, you can, yeah. Yeah, if you can take advantage of some of this stuff. Exactly. And, you know, test it, see if it works for you, if it works for your customers uh, and clients. Um you know, and, and do remember that everyone is very tight on bandwidth. You know, we are working with smaller than average staffs or, you know, every your staff is or you, if you're an independent business owner, are pretty much maxed at capacity uh, to market and to uh, do your business. Um, you know, but everybody is tight on bandwidth. So think of creative ways to to maximize the value that you're going to give in each one of these customer experiences with you. Um, but I think the the real key word, you know, we, we try to set a word or a set of words for every year going forward. So at the end of the year, we sit down and go, what are our words for 2020? Um, and, uh, we certainly weren't able to, to live up to those just because of circumstances, but, you know, thinking of 2021, I would say the first word that always comes is coming to mind is iterate. I think it's just going to be, you know, try it, work it, fix, you know, improve it, try it again, you know, and, and, um, when you're looking at your plans and your tactics and, and how you're going to execute, uh, your strategy, it's going to just be iteration. It just has to be. Yeah. I think, um, 
I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, we we are looking forward um, with a positive outlook to 2021. I don't think, uh, you know, we didn't know what was ahead when we when we jumped in into 2020, but we've learned a lot. We've, uh, you know, we've gotten through, we're still here. And I think, um, I think being positive about what's to come is a perfectly reasonable <laughs> point of view because a lot of good things are happening. We're seeing it and we've got these great tools to work with now. So I do think, uh, that small businesses can, can look forward to some great opportunities for growth in the company. I do too. I don't, you know, I don't want to be that doom and gloom. (laughs) I think there's a lot of good positives that have come out. I think there's a lot of great new tools and processes and learning from each other um, and uh, collaboration uh, that can really lead us into a much better 2021 as small businesses. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we appreciate everybody, uh, tuning in today. Thanks for listening. And um, thank you, Rebecca. Thanks, Cheryl. And we'll see you in 2021. Sounds great. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so that the next episode of Market Space will be delivered right to you. And visit our website for additional resources, show notes, and links. That's marketspacepodcast.com. If you have feedback on this episode or any other, or topics that you'd like us to tackle in an upcoming episode, please share them. We look forward to hearing from you. Next, we will be joined by a very special guest for our next episode, and the first episode of 2021. She'll chat with us about the youngest sibling in the marketing family, you know, social media, and a new way of thinking of the platforms in your overall marketing mix. Please join us. Market Space is a production of Inc. Creative.